0: can't help it. I am ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. now. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics game day recap. I'm your host, Guy placito and the Celtics are coming off of a 92-79 big win against the Orlando Magic. I'm going to switch today's podcast up just a little bit. I want to start with a segment here that is the most talked about gossip in the NBA. And that is the Marcus Smart comments after last night's game. Uh, after that, we'll run through the player of the game as well as the good and then end in the negatives of today's game. But to get things started, Marcus Smart... Following our absolute f- epic fourth quarter collapse that we talked about last game, Marcus Smart comes out and in a roundabout way says that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown need to pass the ball more. He said that every single team there knows their game plan coming in to play the Celtics. Stop Jalen or Jason. And that's it. They're phenomenal scorers, but they don't pass the ball. He said, I can't do much when I'm standing in the corner, not touching the ball. And to most people, that was a huge slap in the face. To a good portion of people, it's absolutely true. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But honestly, he has a point. These are two all-star players, all NBA potential candidates that just aren't averaging many assists. And there's obviously a difference between an assist and a pass. Like, you can pass the ball and just not have assists. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, down the stretch, more so Tatum than Brown, down the stretch, there have been serious inefficiencies in his game in moving the ball. He takes a lot more ISO shots. And there's a reason that prior to tonight's game, the Celtics were a minus 25 in the fourth quarter, which is second worst in the NBA behind the Timberwolves. So there's a big difference in what we saw tonight. Granted, we were up a million, similar to (laughs) the game against the Bulls where they came back. Uh, But even tonight, we were a little sloppy in the fourth quarter. The Orlando Magic, clearly not as good of a basketball team as the Chicago Bulls. Couldn't capitalize on a lot of it. But Marcus Smart really called these guys out. And what came of that was a players-only meeting. Ime Udoka spoke earlier today. He did say that they had a team dinner scheduled, but the coaches gave them extra 30 minutes before they showed up where they basically hashed it out, and I guess that's a good thing. I'll get to, to Woj's tweet earlier today, just a couple hours back, but we also saw Brad talk about it today as well. He got interviewed, and Brad said that you know at the end of the day, he walks in to the gym this morning and sees Jay, uh, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart talking about this entire thing over breakfast. And while that seems like a good sign, Brad's obviously the guy that is very good with the press, very Belichick-esque for you New England fans. Uh, But he's doing, he's, I mean, he's saying what needs to be said. Woj, however, tweeted earlier today saying that this players meeting wasn't very productive. And he said it didn't seem like it was very beneficial either. And that sort of worries me. It should worry most people. But at the end of the day, you look at today's game, it seemed like a lot of those issues weren't really there. Like you see the assist numbers today, still only three assists for both Jalen and Jason. So not a huge assist game. But I talked earlier about it, like passing isn't strictly assists. While Tatum had a bad shooting night, and I'll talk about that, he did move the ball better today. And I think Jalen Brown did that also. I think we saw a good amount of ball movement tonight through at least three quarters. Like they ended up 24 assists, uh, which, I mean, is fine. It's good. Right? like Obviously, 26 is probably that magic number this year. 24, I'll take it, right? Especially in a fourth quarter that was still pretty ugly. But these are the conversations that are going on in Celtics' world. And I'm hoping that Marcus Smart's comments really sparked a fire under the Celtics' ass because at this point, they need it like still losing record three and five uh, better on the road, three and two on the road. Oh, and t- oh, and three at home. So, you know, we got another game tomorrow, which will be a pretty good indicator of where the Celtics stand after the whole scuffle uh, between Marcus and the rest of the team or against the Jays. I guess I should say, it's not really a team thing, more Jays thing, but Overall, you look at today's game, solid. And hopefully that was the fire that this team needed. But I am going to switch over to really player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows today. Uh, And to get things started on player of the game, it's got to go to Jalen Brown. Uh, Really just another super efficient night. End of the night, 28 points, five rebounds, three assists, a steal. On 10 of 17 shooting, 3 of 8 from 3. Excellent game. Excellent game for Jalen Brown. He was really the guy that every time you needed a basket, he just made it happen. Had a couple of uh great fadeaways in the lanes. Corner 3 from Tatum. Like 17 points at the half. And you look at a couple of the plays that he made that weren't necessarily shots but you know you saw Time Lord seal his defender deep deep near the basket and had a beautiful pass right in the basket and Time Lord just turned around dunked it like these are the types of passes that I don't think that either of the Celtics I mean either of the Jays have made the the rest of the season prior to today and I think that's a good sign That's a good sign. He had an incredibly acrobatic layup late in the third uh, with his offhand, like went high on the backboard. Uh, But he made made the game look easy today. A lot of great mid-ranges, but just, again, super efficient. Like this is a guy that is just playing very good basketball the last couple of games. Like he had his struggles early on when he first came back. Uh, And this is it. I mean, he was going good game, bad game, good game, bad game. He's been good. He's been good the last couple. So this is good to see. Hopefully he's turning a corner. Hopefully he's no longer at a point where every game feels like three and his breathing starts to get normal after COVID. Uh, But hopefully that's the case. Because this is a really solid game from him overall. Uh, the other guy that played really good basketball was Al Horford. And not an unbelievable game shooting-wise. Ended 12 points on 3 of 9 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. But added in 12 rebounds and a team-high 7 assists. As well as a steal and 3 blocks. Because why not? Al Horford at 35 years old is the block king I believe he's leading the league in total blocks overall. Uh, and he might be second or third in blocks per game. This might have even moved him up a little bit. Uh, just really solid game from him. A uh, couple of like great, great defensive plays as well. You saw Cole Anthony get what looked like it was going to be a pretty wide open three. And he rushed the corner hard and got a fantastic block on that play. But overall, you saw really a, almost a high-low type play for Al today. He played almost all of the game right around that free throw line. And he just picked the magic apart. Someone would drive, get it to him. He'd find an open man in the corner. And it would it was just magic against the magic. Magic against the magic. How about that? But this is the type of basketball that Al Horford has excelled at his entire career. So this right here, it's not overly surprising, the the offensive piece to it at least. But the defensive part is still just mind-blowing to me that he is blocking as many shots as he is. At 35 years old, if you're going to lead the league in something, like, I don't know, free throw attempts... Field goal percentage, maybe. But blocks, it's usually an athletic stat. So good on Al for just continuing to play really high-level basketball. The other guy, I mean, the other big man that played really well tonight was also Time Lord. You know, I think he found his groove today alongside Al. Twelve points, six rebounds, added in a steal and a block himself, but six of eight shooting. Also had an awesome like mid midrange as clock expired. He's not like taking the shot all willy nilly, uh, but showed off his shot. But I think what he did today—I mean, I talked about it with Jay- with the Jalen Brown assist. Like he sealed his defender down low and made things happen. He's still creating. A bunch of extra shots for his team. Three offensive rebounds today. Like, this is what the Celtics extended him for. This is why they paid him. So overall, solid night for the two big men, Jalen Brown. You know, you look at the rest of the team. I can't say it was a, a stellar game from anyone else. I mean, I think Schroeder was probably the next best guy. But even looking at his shooting numbers, they're terrible. Like he ended with eight points, four rebounds, three assists, four of 11 shooting, 0 for four from three. Like terrible shooting night. But I think, again, similar to what I've been saying all year long, he's driving into the lane and he's kicking out. Whether the Celtics hit them or not, or there's another swing pass after the fact is a different story. But he's moving the ball. He's making plays. And that's what the Celtics need. You know, this is one of the few games where Dennis Schroeder did not get to the free throw line. I feel like he's been pretty consistently getting, you know, right in that four free throw range per game. Uh, but overall, solid, solid win for this team. I think the highlight of today is the fact that we held the Orlando Magic to 79 points. Like this is a this is a young team that's fast, that's going to run the ball, and typically shoots the three ball pretty well. One of the, the league leaders in three-point makes this season, if not B-league leader. Uh, so overall, I mean, you look at the win, Magic are not a, they're not a good team by any means. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this is a game-changing victory for the Celtics team, because it's not. But this is the game, this is the type of game that the Celtics needed. After dropping a 19 point lead last game against the Bulls, you need some sort of just morale boost. And this was it. You know, a good double digit win and holding a team to just nothing. 79 points is a crazy good, efficient, defensive game. Like you look at it tonight. We held the Magic to 18 points in the second, 10 points in the third. The fourth quarter was pretty much all garbage time, and they scored 23. So overall, defensively, fantastic game. Probably the best game we've seen from the Celtics this year. It's the Magic. I know. I get it. But you've got to be happy with that. You know, you are got to be happy about that. So I do want to switch over, uh, talk about some of the negatives here. And after the negatives, I am going to talk a little bit about some of our bench guys, the rotations as well, uh, because I think that's something that needs to be talked about at this point in the season. But before we do that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA is back in a DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. The key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get some skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert. Venture Green's Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15. That's CelticsTake15 for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's talk some negatives here real quick. And I want to jump into some of the rotations that we've seen throughout the season so far. Uh, And really what we're seeing from some of the bench guys. Uh, Because we did get to see a little bit of them today. Not a ton. Really just garbage time minutes, but I want to talk through it. So today overall, offensively, it stills not perfect, right? We saw really just a pretty poor effort from the field shooting-wise, except for Jalen Brown for the most part, right? 41% from the field, 27% from three. There were really only two players that shot 50% or higher. that took more than two shots. I guess we can put Romeo in there, one of two. Smith, one of one, right? So, really, out of all the starters, it was just Rob and Jalen. Dennis Schroeder, I'll put in that mix because he's a high-minute guy. Same with uh, Richardson. One of three for him. So, the only two that got legitimate minutes tonight— that shot over 50% were Time Lord, who basically just dunks. I talked about his nice mid-range today, but basically is right around the rim. Always shoots high. Uh, Jalen Brown, really the only one that was efficient. The team shot 41%, 27% from three is just bad. Like we've seen this all season long. This has been a trend for the Celtics. And the The problem continues ten of thirty seven We saw Jalen three of eight. That's the only thing that he was not super efficient with uh but overall, you look at it, these are some of the things that bench guys have proven that they can do, and I will talk about the rotations in a little bit because I don't think it's fair. That we haven't really seen some of those rotation guys like Pritchard, like Neesmith. You saw a little bit of it today, uh, but not as much as I would have expected. So, the other big negative for me in tonight's game is still the assists. We've talked about it all season long, the majority of last year, and it's... It just has not changed. I do think the ball moved today, and a lot of assists come down to the fact that the team just wasn't hitting shots. But in the fourth quarter, things slipped up, and whether it's defensive lapses, just sloppy passes, uh, like a, we gave the Magic opportunity to get in to get back into the game, they didn't take advantage of it better teams will and you hate to see the Celtics just take their foot off the gas because this is a game where they could have won by 20 plus a 13 point win is still nice I'll still take it but this is a game where you know you had a massive lead and they really let them get back in like we were up by 23 at one point and that's A 10-point swing, basically. So I don't like the fact that this Celtics team continues to be one of the worst fourth-quarter teams in the NBA. They showed this stat earlier, and I want to say it was a negative 25-point differential in the fourth quarter, and we just added another six points to that as we got outscored by six in the fourth. So that's a negative 31 for this Celtics team in the fourth quarter on the season. And that is just not something that is sustainable for a good team. Like these are the types of games. These are the types of wins that you would just love to see the Celtics team just step on their throat and twist. But they continue to let off the gas And a lot of it is just sloppy play. Like, just real sloppy play. You saw her from Tatum. You saw her from Jalen. I mean, you saw her from Schroeder a couple times. Like, just not good. And these are the things that you just, you really, as a Celtics fan, you're trying to just cling on to any win you can get at this point. But you still want the wins to be productive, like we saw a lot of good tonight, a lot of good parts of today. Why not just finish it out strong? You know what I mean? I get it if Ime takes out all of the starters and throws in the bench guys in the fourth quarter and the bench guys kind of lose it, right? This is a game where the Celtics starters played the majority of the game and i don't buy the whole tired excuse because they didn't really play a lot of minutes like there were you know 30 32 minutes for the majority of the starters al horford at 26 like it's not like they're tired that's not a lot of minutes for these guys and we had time off it's not like uh it's not like we're on the back, the second end of back to back like this is the game especially with the Miami game coming up tomorrow, which is going to be very hard. Like this is the game that you fully expect to rest your guys. Play those bench guys a little bit more. And that's where I'm going to dive right into the the rotation piece. Like the Celtics have struggled this year. That's not a secret at three and five on the year. It has not been pretty. Three overtime games, five overtime periods, and a lot of losses, right? At some point in the season, I know that it's early, but at some point in the season, you got to take a look at this team and ask yourself, if you're Ime, are we competing or are we going to try to develop guys? And at some point, that needs to just be brought up. Because I see Josh Richardson, I see Dennis Schroeder playing a lot of minutes for the Celtics team. Dennis Schroeder deservingly so. Josh Richardson, he's been good in spurts. Solid defensive plays most of the time. Still has some slip-ups, but most of the time, very good defender. Right, Shooting-wise, been fine. Neither Schroeder or Richardson are phenomenal three-point shooters. Neither of them are stretching the floor a ton. Dennis Schroeder is definitely the better of the two as far as driving and creating offense. But after this season, do you really expect either of them back? Maybe Richardson. We obviously signed him to a two-year deal. We signed his extension. But do you really expect him back in playing a a strong role with this team? Because I don't. I very easily could see at least Schroeder gone by the end of the season. Some team's going to pay him money that the Celtics can't afford. And then Josh Richardson. You know, is he that much better than a Neesmith or a Pritchard? Or a Romeo, for that matter. Like, these guys need time to develop. They're young. And you talk about, you know, surrounding the Jays with shooters. Both of these guys, at least Pritchard and Neesmith, both of these sophomore players, are both 40% three-point shooters. Like, these are the guys that can go out there and play he may talked about Nismith kind of being a loose cannon and i get that like he is all over the place jumping all over the place kind of just wild with most of the stuff that he does i get it but if you're trying to surround these guys with the best possible floor spacers do you not think that pritchard and Niesmith are those guys so that to me has been one of the frustrating parts of this season. Like, obviously we're not playing well. We're not winning. So at a point, doesn't it just make sense? Like, why not give the kids some run? Like you saw tonight, even in a, a garbage time game, Peyton Pritchard only got 10 minutes, Aaron Smith two. Like that to me is just not enough. Romeo Langford got a little bit of time, 17 minutes. I think he played fairly well. Uh, Stat-wise, not much. He did hit a three, one of two from three. Aaron Neesmith, finally, uh, eight games in, hit his first shot of the season. Again, mind you, he had like three or four DNPs, so not much opportunity there. It's not like you're shooting 0 for 40. Uh, or one for forty, I guess I should say. But it's just at some point you look in the mirror, you look at what the Celtics team has been doing. You gotta, you gotta try and develop some of these guys because these are the guys on the rookie scale contracts that you're gonna need if you're gonna potentially bring someone in, or even just try to fill up this roster. Like you've got Jalen Brown, that his contract again increases next season. Jason Tatum's increases next season. Time Lord increases next season. Like you're going to need those rookie scale contracts, those rookie scale players to contribute. And if they're not getting much run, they're not going to improve much. And we're going to have the same guys next season that we do right now. So that to me has been an issue. You know, it's obviously not the biggest issue the Celtics have faced, uh, but it's still there. So at this point in the season, it's early. I know. Am I overreacting? Maybe. But three and five. The Celtics have a very, very tough game tomorrow uh, on the second night of a back-to-back. This, is, this might be a night where they try to limit Al's minutes. You yeah, know, we're in Miami, playing a team that I believe is six and one on the season, playing some of the best basketball in the NBA. So you might see minutes restrictions for some of those older guys like an Al Horford. Uh, So you might have to rely on guys like Grant on guys like, you know, even maybe Wancho, which I'm hoping is not the case. Or maybe you see Jason Tatum move down to that four and then we put in another guy, hopefully like a Nismith or a Pritchard. Like, can the Celtics take advantage of length, even though the Miami Heat have a ton of it? But playing against a guy like Kyle Lowry, you know, might be good for Peyton Pritchard. It's not like he's huge. He's a very strong defender, very strong guy. But is he going to bully him down in the paint? I don't know. I mean, you saw last season against smaller guards. Actually, against Van Vliet. He torched Van Vliet last year. Kyle Lowry is obviously not the same guy. Very, very good defender. Uh, But it's going to be a tough game. Like Tomorrow, for me, is really just a character-building game. Can they compete? Can they show the rest of the NBA that this team is capable of making the jump? They certainly have the talent on this roster. Everyone wants to jump down Brad's back. Everyone wants to jump down Ime's back. This roster is better than last year. There's a lot more depth on the bench. Hasn't been used a ton, but it's there. Can they make the jump? That's where we're going to wrap up today. We'll be back tomorrow. Big game against the Miami Heat. If you haven't done so already, follow me on Twitter at NBA Guy. Follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. We will talk to you tomorrow, Celtics fans. Have a fantastic night. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, now, nah, I can't help it, now. Nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.